Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Today on the show, we have Kristen Smotherman. His company is called Growth Loop, and they help experts master their businesses. He's had this company for four years. So Christian, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you introducing me and bringing me on the show. Definitely. So on the path to building Growth Loop, what was a failure that you can share with the audience? A failure, I'd say there were a number of failures and, and challenges along the way. I think when entrepreneurs first get started, you've got this big dream or big vision for your business, but you don't really know the pathway in terms of how to get there. For me, I had a ton of ideas and I was ultimately throwing a bunch of things on the wall and seeing what stuck, but I didn't necessarily have a focus for who I wanted to serve and what value I wanted to bring to the marketplace. So I'd say the main challenge for me was actually figuring out what was my niche, who was my client avatar, what was the transformation that I was gonna bring into the marketplace that people were gonna be willing to pay for. And I found myself really chasing after what I call a number of rabbits, right? And the thing is when you're chasing after multiple rabbits, you tend to not catch any of them. And I found myself ultimately going down a number of pathways that led me to what one may call failure, but ultimately learning and realizing that I had to pick one thing, focus on that one thing, and ultimately create a solution for a specific person going through a specific challenge or obstacle and be able to define that transformation for them in a way that was clear and easy to digest and understand. I think you made some good points there. First of all, that failure is equivalent to learning. Yeah, and so don't absolutely. get deterred when that happens and not to chase too many rabbits. So yeah. when you were building out this client avatar, how do you put that together? Man, that, that's a great question. So when I first started, I was really going after consulting for any business owner type. And so I went to Facebook, various social media platforms, and I just reach out to people and ask them if they needed any business consulting or support on videography, web design, I was doing everything. But what I wasn't able to do was clearly define why I was unique and the unique solution that I had for a specific person that could ultimately bring a real tangible transformation or tangible value into their business. And so what I found though over time was that I started to attract people who I would consider experts in their field. I had a, a client who was an expert in workplace environment in creating an equitable and inclusive workplace for his clients. I had another client who was an expert in financial services and he was able to really bring people into his ecosystem and provide them with high level financial expertise to build wealth over time. Another client who was an expert in building a strong family ecosystem, another one who was a therapist. So I started to see this pattern and this trend of people who were attracted to me and the work that I was able to do for them. And I realized, okay, I've got to hone in on this type of person and define this person. And so I spent a lot of time doing some customer research, really getting clear on the various industries that I was finding in my space. And then I realized if I really had to distill this person into a couple of key phrases or key words, it would be expert coaches, consultants, and professionals who are bringing transformational value to their clients' lives. 
So when you found one of these clients, what do you come in and do for them? That's a great question. So really what we do is we give the client a system called a growth loop where we take the client through each of the, what we have broken down into six components of their business. And we help them clarify and master every component of that business so that they come out on the other side with a really strong operating system, internal infrastructure for communications, for sales, for marketing. We help them brand their business with a beautiful branding ecosystem that we put together for them. And then ultimately really refine their business model so that they have what we call a million dollar business model and they can go out into the marketplace with pure confidence and fluency in what they do and what they bring to the market and ultimately connect with their ideal client avatar. So you these are experts, specialists in what they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so it's easy for you then to build a brand around them, although they're not necessarily the best at doing it for themselves. It, exactly. Right. And a lot of a lot of these folks are where I used to be. Right. I wish somebody had come in and helped me in the way that I help my clients. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, sometimes you've got to ask yourself, like, what's the solution that I'm looking for? Am I my ideal client avatar? And so these folks are exactly that. They don't necessarily have the skill set on branding and marketing and sales, but they've got the skill set when it comes to their particular area of expertise. How did you end up starting this business and getting into this space? Oh man, that's that's a great question. So I got I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I started literally without I'll give you like a quick history. Started when I was seven, selling candy door to door. And then I launched a candy company in high school where I was selling gourmet lollipops and I was making bags of money doing that. So I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know exactly what it was that I was ultimately gonna do as an adult. So around 2017, I was working at a startup incubator where we were basically working with education startups to ultimately design them, prototype their MVPs, and then bring them to market. And what I found was I had a ton of knowledge when it came to helping startups and startup founders ideate and start putting together their businesses. But what I didn't have was the expertise or the knowledge to go out and start my own company, which is really what I wanted to do. And so I ended up taking a risk and I went to my boss at the time and I let them know, I said, Hey, I really want to pursue working on my own projects and potentially even building out my own business. And I need to take this risk and do that. And I'd love if you guys were my first client and they agreed, they agreed to be my first consulting client. And that's really what kickstarted my consulting journey. After that, I sort of got a little distracted with a bunch of other opportunities, which is the rabbits that I was talking about, just chasing different projects because this was the first time where I really had full freedom to do what I wanted. Didn't have to go into an office, et cetera. But no matter what I did, I always found myself coming back to the very thing that really started this new phase of entrepreneurship in my life, which was consulting. And so over the years, as I was doing videography, consulting, web design, graphic design, and really sort of operating within the creative space, I saw that there was a gap where people like me, other experts who had a skill set and just needed to figure out how to close the gap, they didn't have the tools, the resources, and the systems to go to market confidently and start bringing in clientele consistently and with a repeatable system. 
And so I went out, I started literally buying every course that I could and trainings and learnings. Like I would say that I'm the type of person who will teach himself anything. If I can get my hands on the content, I really recommend folks don't ever be afraid of investing in yourself and going out there and taking courses and watching videos on YouTube, whatever the case may be to develop your skill set, do that. And through that process, I landed on this concept of, okay, I want to be an accelerator program for, for experts. I want to be the space where experts go to build their brand, build their business and become what I call imminent meaning the number one go-to figure in their space where people look to them and they're like, yeah, I want to work with that person. And so I put together a program. It's a 12-week program called Growth Loop. And we take folks through the, these business mastery modules. We work with them one-on-one, -on -one, literally joining their team. I, I like to call ourselves the ghost executive team of the organization. They, my clients, they always call me the ghost CEO because I'm kind of behind the scenes, helping them, advising them, making sure that they're making the right decisions and ultimately providing them with an end-to-end -end system that solves that problem of coming to market successfully. Your next company will have to be called GoSEO. I love it, man. We, we're going to have to do it. So for our younger listeners out there, yeah. I want you to go into your gourmet lollipop story. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Ozark Delights. I don't know if that company still exists, but that was the company I got... I sourced the lollipops from. So this story starts in middle school, actually. And like I said, when I was much younger, seven, I would go door to door selling candy. And so that's where I really got my first taste of entrepreneurship and knowing that people would give me money. I was like, wow, this is possible. And I didn't grow up with a lot. I grew up between the rural South and in a metropolitan area, North Carolina, Charlotte, and didn't really grow up with a lot, but I had a, a good family and Ultimately, I knew that I wanted to be somebody and I wanted to do something and I wanted to make my own money and I didn't want to be enslaved to having to work for somebody my entire life. I wanted to work for myself. And so I got to the ninth grade and I was just doing research on businesses. I was going to get fake iPods from China through Alibaba. I don't know if it was Alibaba at the time or maybe eBay, and I was going to sell those. And I was going to start trying to code my own websites through MySpace and get ad spend. Like I was just this crazy kid. I bought a pen tablet and was had literally like Adobe, don't get mad at me. But like I found back in the day, y'all didn't do a good job with your key codes and stuff. So I had a free copy of Adobe. It was like $900. I didn't have $900 and I was coloring and doing graphic design. And I had a whole anime that I wanted to start all this stuff, man. But none of that stuff was making me money. And I was like, damn, I went to my mom and I said, mommy, I'm trying to make money. I want to be rich. Like, I don't know what to do. And I said, can I get $12 to enroll in this course? This is back in like 2015, 16, no, 2008, 2007, 2008. And so she gave me $12 and I bought this book and basically it was a scam. And the book was like, basically it was a book where if you paid money to get the book, it just gave you the rights to sell the book to someone else. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I feel stuck because this is what I want to do. And then it clicked in my head. Why don't I sell something that everybody loves that's in high demand that nobody else has access to? And I remembered in middle school, we had this gourmet lollipop fundraiser where they gave us these gourmet lollipops and they told us, go sell these lollipops. And whoever sells the most lollipops is going to get prizes, right? I remember selling some, but I didn't really get too serious about it. But what I remember is that those lollipops were selling and you couldn't find them anywhere. So I went to one of my middle school teachers. This was the summer before ninth grade. I went to one of my middle school teachers. I'll never forget her. And I asked her, I said, hey, 
is it possible for you to get me some of these lollipops? I went online, I looked up how to get them, and they said that if the, if a teacher gets the lollipops, they'll give you the lollipops for free, and then you just have to pay them back on the back end. I said, could you help me with this and be my first? And I was 14 at the time. And she agreed. She said, I got you. She said, just pay me back. Just pay me back. So she got the lollipops for free. But of course, by the end of the school year, I had to sell them all in order to pay her back. So I marked them up for a profit. I sold them for about a dollar to dollar fifty each. Sometimes there'd be scarcity where I was running low on a particular flavor. So I was selling that thing for three dollars. And I would walk through my school with a bag of those lollipops. And I had another bag where I put all the cash. Got to a point where I had employees. So I had other students selling the lollipops for me. And they were the fall guys because this was not this was not allowed at school. So one of my good friends, I'm sorry, bro, if you're watching this, he ended up getting suspended as a result of selling my lollipops. And I made, man, I made bags. And that was a tough time for me in high school. I was getting into trouble and there was gang stuff going on at the school and it was, it was a rough time, but I was able to invest in myself. I got a Wacom pen tablet off that, you know, uh, really developed my graphic design skills. And ultimately that was the beginning of the, the, the next phase of the entrepreneurial journey. So figure out what your classmates need. Make sure it's ethical though. You know what I'm saying? I know some of y'all be doing some stuff that's unethical, but make sure it's ethical, find something that your classmates need and start selling it. You had lollipop distribution going. You had multi-level <laughs> lollipop. <laughs> literally, they literally, they give me the proceeds. I pay them. It was crazy. You know, it was crazy. It was, it was dope. I mean, I'm sure just the lessons of that, right? Of, of figuring out how people, what they want to buy, how they react, yes. having people under you, right? It yes. seems like you're just selling lollipops. So no, you were figuring out how business worked. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was operation 100%. So what's your recommendation to young people to get into this type of stuff? Yeah, I think that's, that's a really great question. I think there are a couple of things that come to mind. First, figure out what you're passionate about. What do you really love to do? And think to yourself, is this something that in today's economy and marketplace that I can monetize? Because back when I was a kid, I used to love art. I mean, I knew that I was going to be an animator, have my own anime, video games, all that. But I was discouraged because I was programmed with this belief that you couldn't be successful or make money as an artist. But we live in a society today where if you're good at something and you can communicate that talent to other people and other people can enjoy it and be entertained by it or derive some kind of value from it, you can make money off of it. So the first thing I would say is, Ask yourself, what am I passionate about? And then ask yourself, what am I talented at? What is like my gift? Something that if I either put my all into it, or if I look at what I've done in the past, like no one can do this better than me, or I'm just really like unique at doing this particular thing. I was watching a YouTube short the other day, which is one of my like bad pastimes because, oh my goodness, those things are addictive. But there's this girl on there and like she can dance. She's really good with the basketball and she does all these cool dancing tricks while spinning the basketball on her finger. I guarantee that she's able to get different partnerships and opportunities through that. She found something she's passionate about and really talented at and she made a business out of it, right, as a content creator. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is for that passion or that purpose or that thing that you're really good at is, right, 
if it's if it's not something that's necessarily going to be viable in the marketplace, look for a problem to solve. Right. And even if you do have a talent or something right that you can monetize, still look for a problem out there that people have that you can solve, because what businesses really are at their core is just helping people at scale. That's all a business is. It's an operation to help people at scale. And so think about how you can help somebody. Right. You can help people by making them laugh if you're a content creator or a comedian. Right. You can help people by designing logos for them. If you're a graphic designer or an artist, you can help people in so many different ways, but you've got to identify a problem that's worth paying for. So that's the second thing that I would do. And the third thing that I would do is I would surround myself with like minded people, people who have a vision or a desire to do something for themselves in their lives. Don't waste your time hanging out with people who you can tell they're not, at least at this current version of who they are, they're not really going anywhere. They're getting themselves into trouble. Focus on building relationships in a community of people that are going to help to elevate you. People who are going to introduce you to and help you learn new things. And don't ever be afraid to learn something new and become really, really good at something. Educate yourself. Because at the end of the day, school isn't going to be able to teach you what it takes to be an entrepreneur out in the real world. Take advantage of the opportunities that school or university may afford to you, but always have the mindset of learning and developing yourself for a lifetime. Because there's one thing that's never going to go out of style in business, and that's expertise. That's a deep skill set or knowledge bit. You can always bring that to market and not only impress somebody, but somebody can see your skill set and say, you know what, that person can help me. I'm willing to pay them $1,500, $2,000, $5,000 for that. So never be afraid to invest in your learning and always focus and have a mindset of educating and developing yourself. Well, you heard it here from Christian Smotherman. Those are some great tips. So if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or your company, how would they do so? Well, the first thing they can do is they could send me an email. And currently the company is called Expert Consulting, though we are going through a pretty cool rebrand that's going to be exciting. But if you want to contact me directly, just send me an email at Christian, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, at expertconsulting.io. And if you want to learn more about our company and what we do to growth loop experts and entrepreneurs, you can go to expertconsulting.io. Well, thank you, Christian, for being on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.